Hey guys, what's book back to the first episode of Third Thoughts. If you guys are new in here and you're listening on the audio version, this is what Off the Dome used to be. Bradley and I have a YouTube series called Third Thoughts that we did back in January. We decided to bring it back. We're going to be talking about all of the news in the entertainment world from the past week. And every Sunday, you guys can check back in on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts or on the RMP YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on the audio version, on the video version on my YouTube channel, we'll be showing articles that we're reading. We'll be talking about specific specific things, showing photos if we're breaking certain things down, but on the audio version, you'll just be able to hear us. So again, if you want the videos, go to RNP on YouTube. You guys can check out all of Brantley's social medias in the YouTube description of the, the video form of the podcast. So click down there if you want to go check his stuff out, but we're going to start it off with the Suicide Squad expectations because the Suicide Squad comes out next week, I think. So Brantley, what are your expectations? Because I'm expecting big things from this movie. Yeah, same. So far, all the reviews that came in, you know, have been really, really positive. People are just hyping this movie up so much. So I'm really excited. I mean, James Gunn, arguably probably the best comic movie director working right now. It's just so it's going to be I think it has high potential to really be like a classic. Bro. It's, it could really be crazy. Yo, okay, when we're saying when we're saying best comic book movie director of all time working right now, are we saying like just in comic book movies or like everything? Because, bro, Taiko Atiti, bro. I think he's up there. If if Thor: Love and Thunder, if Thor: Love and Thunder is a banger, banger, I think Taika Waititi and James Gunn are on the same level as directors overall. Because like, bro, Jojo Rabbit too mm-hmm. on Taika's like, on Taika's list, like, yeah. If Ty- if Thor: Love and Thunder is good enough, are we putting Taika on the level of James Gunn? Because I am. I mean, obviously from just like superhero movies, like just in general, like just just superhero movies, like the best person oh, that like 100%. directs superhero movies, yeah. Okay. But, um, maybe, okay. I, Honestly, he might be. He might be the best. Like. Like in the last like decade, bro. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really want to touch him. He's kind of directed the most, <laughs> I think. I think Joe and Anthony Russo directed the same amount, but I don't think so. Wait, they directed two, three, four, four. They directed four. four. Oh yeah, this oh, one. Oh, they have to third. be up there, bro. Civil War, Winter Soldier, Infinity War. Yeah, Endgame. Yo, um, and it's just, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I think this 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 definitely decided a lot. I mean, I think he's definitely is one of the best though right now in terms of this. He knows how to, especially with ensemble cast. I think he's probably like regarding like doing team stuff like that. If I was in like a team movie, I think he would definitely like a top pick. If I was like a company or something, he just knows how to work with a bunch of a colorful cast of characters. So yeah, I'm just excited. I think he was perfect director for the Suicide Squad for this kind of semi reboot thing that they did. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, I like the way they, I like the way DC's kind of handling it. They're not pushing the like reboot thing too much. I kind of like that. Like they're just like kind of putting it out there. Just like, this is a Suicide Squad movie. Like they're not like pointing (laughs) big out. But honestly, like expectations wise, I'm excited for it. I really just have no, like, I have no like wants or needs going into the movie. Like, I don't really like, I feel like I don't know much about like all these other characters other than like the main few that like have been like main in like promotions and stuff. Other than that, I don't really know much of the cast. So I don't really care for many of them, but obviously like a lot of, dude, a lot of people have been saying you get so emotionally connected to these people and they just die off. Like I'm just excited for the deaths. Honestly, yeah, that's my expectation. I'm just expecting crazy, awesome, gruesome deaths. And these reviews so far are actually making it seem like it's like one of the best superhero movies of the last few years. Like even like Infinity War Endgame, like, I mean, like statistics, like numbers wise, like out of 10 or out of five ratings, People are putting this as like 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10. Like it's getting crazy out there. Honestly, okay. What do you think James Gunn should do next? Because James Gunn had the choice. He could do literally 
Disney said, do whatever movie you want. Did they literally DC said not did I say Disney? DC. Yeah, yeah DC. DC. <laughs> yeah, DC gave him the option to do whatever he wanted. So what do you think he should do next at DC? Should he do like a Suicide Squad part two? Or what do you think he should do? Well, I, I also like seeing kind of like a solo character. I, obviously, I know we're getting Peacemaker, but I don't know. I think it'd be cool for him to have like a solo movie, like a one character. I, I'd, be, I'd be interested to see that because I feel like he could do, still do a lot with the side characters and other aspects like that. I don't really know what character, though. It's kind of, I've asked someone kind of like funny, but like, I think he does probably stay like in that comedic realm. But um, yeah, I would definitely love to see him handle a solo a solo film. That like like Peacemaker could go on for multiple seasons apparently. Um, because that kind of ruins my theory, bro. Because my theory was that he actually dies in this movie, and that the show. No, no, no same, same, same. But it can be a prequel yeah. show still. It can still be multiple seasons. That's of true. That's true. I was actually gonna tell you right now, really quick. Um, who do we think is dying, bro? Who do we think is dying? Okay, I'm. A, first, I'll go first, bro. I think Peacemaker's gone. Um, yeah, same. I think, he's, I think he's gonna die on the beach, bro. That's my prediction. Just from that <laughs> monologue, I think he's gone from that um honestly i think that weasel could die i just like i just see it and i also i think this is all of the second team i think that's what it is um or most of the second team because there's not pete davidson's character and stuff um honestly i think this entire back row like captain boomerang javelin tdk and savin i think they're all dead bro what about boomerang that's the only thing boomerang is just like oh but I could, ah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Is he like a big character? I mean, I think he's like kind of like one of the Flash's like more higher profile villains, I guess. But I don't know. The Flash? Remember? Yeah, I think. I mean, he's originally a Flash villain, if, if I'm not mistaken. Because remember, there, there, that scene, the first Suicide Squad, where the Flash like arrests him and stuff like that in the first movie. But um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't and know, then, but I think he, he could possibly die. Yeah, I think Polka Dot Man, oh, bro, I really hope he doesn't die, bro. But my guess I think is he that, might be the surprise character and it's going to pull through. I don't know. Bro, my guess is that he's going to, like, survive and he's going to finally be like, I'm a superhero. He's going to embrace it. Because, like, before he's all depressed, right? So I think he's going to, like, be, like, happy and everything. And then he's just going to die. Like, right when he gets happy, he's going <laughs> to kill him off, bro. Honestly, I don't think Harley's going to die, but she very well could because, like, I mean, I don't think James Gunn would want to kill her off in, like, the first project. He uses Harley Quinn, but Margot Robbie yeah. said that she wants to kind of step away from superhero projects after this. So I could see this being the end. And then they can just bring in another, like, Harley Quinn from a multiverse. Like, yeah. They could easily kill off everyone in this movie and just bring them back. To the <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, who do you, th- do you think – do you think any – who do you think will die? I mean – Because my definitely – I think Peacemaker – I'm thinking Savant up on the top, TDK, Javelin. I think they're all gone. <laughs> I think those are probably. <laughs> um, I think Polka Dot Man might pull through. Um, I, bro, Loki. I think they could do something crazy. I think, oh man, I can Loki see Rick Flag dying. I mean, obviously he's not in the suit. That's why technically because he's not like a criminal. So I don't think he has like the bomb in his neck or nothing. He's like the leader. But I can see him dying in like a different way. I guess not necessarily like a typical like he gets his head like blown off. But yeah. I don't know. Bro, I was thinking like Bloodsport. Bloodsport, I don't think he'll die, but like I think you'll have like so many near death experiences that like once like he doesn't die, we're gonna be like, oh, he should have died like a million times because he's basically like <laughs> the main character of the movie. So I don't know. And then Ratcatcher, I don't think she's dying because apparently, isn't it like Ratcatcher and Bloodsport's relationship or something like that? I'm not for sure. I think so. I mean, going off the trailer, it's not like there's something there. So yeah, so I th- I don't I don't think either of those two will die. I, I think those two and Harley Quinn are the safest ones in my mind. Like, I yeah, like, and yeah, 
I mean, look at his cast. I really like what James Gunn did by picking these like more unknown characters because it makes the movie way more like unpredictable. Because like I thought with the first film, they used something like kind of like higher profile villains stuff like that. You're like, oh, they can't kill this person off. We have to use him later on for a project or something like that, like dead shot, stuff like that. But with these characters, like these are pretty like disposable um villains. So <laughs> it makes it a lot yeah, more fun, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm excited to see what way they try to use all these side characters. Cause remember, there's two whole teams. And so it kind of makes sense, like, why he chose these characters, because he can do literally whatever he wants with them. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about this. King Shark. Do we think King Shark is going to die? <laughs> no, I think King Shark's making it. I think he's going to pull it through. Yeah, man. I think he's going to make it. I mean, well, I want him to pull it through, at least. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for Suicide Squad expectations. All right. Next on our list of topics is... No Way Home delays. Now, it's something you guys spoke about on your Twitter and things like that. I know that you think that No Way Home could possibly delay. We still don't have a trailer. It's July. The movie comes out in December. We've already got a trailer for a movie such as Shang-Chi, Eternals. You know, we, we just got more news on Hawkeye. So it's looking kind of weird. It's a very weird rollout for No Way Home. Not even a teaser trailer yet. All we have is a title reveal, a little, like, 30-second um, clip that they dropped a few months back. So, yeah, I think that there's possibilities that it could be delayed. Uh, I know you, this is something you kind of spoke on in a little bit more detail, so you t- you can take it away. Yeah, so yeah. my prediction right now is that if we don't get a trailer by the time Shang-Chi comes out, which is September 3rd, which is only a little over a month away as of when this video comes out, so it, it'll actually be a month and two days. That's when Shang-Chi is coming out from the day when this podcast is going up. So I think if we don't get a trailer within this time, before the Shang-Chi rollout or like theater rollout, because obviously if if the Shang-Chi trailer is out, Marvel can play the trailer in front of that movie. And if it's not out by then, the movie comes out in like two to three months. I or th- Yeah, three to four months, sorry. I don't think we're getting it in December. People are saying, oh, we didn't get a final trailer for, we didn't get a trailer for No Way Home. We had a teaser for No Way Home two months i mean a, a full trailer i mean sorry far from home we had a trailer from far from home three months before the movie came out yes that's still a short time but we don't even have a teaser for this movie we have three images in the sanctum sanctorum leaked lego sets leaked play toys everything but we don't even have a teaser trailer just yet so if we don't get a teaser trailer by september 3rd which is when shang chi comes out I definitely think that this movie is going to be delayed to my guess is February because this movie is supposed to come out a month after Eternals. So I think the, if it gets delayed to February, that means it'd be coming out a month before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Logistically, in movie time, this slightly wouldn't make sense because Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness could very well start during Spider-Man No Way Home. Like Doctor Strange could venture off into the multiverse while Peter is messing with multiverse stuff. Um, and so I just, I don't really know what they're going to do, bro. Like there's just no, there's no way that they're going to have this movie come out in December and we don't even have a teaser by September 3rd. What do you think of it? Because I, I know there's a lot of different opinions on this. I made a TikTok on it. People really disagreed with me about it. I just, I just feel like logistically business-wise, I think moving into February is not only the safest thing for movie theater numbers, because I think they're just waiting for more people to get vaccinated. That's my thing. I, honestly, I think Sony's just waiting for vaccination numbers to get higher so they can release their trailer and have guaranteed people go to the theater. And I don't, I think dual release is out the window, especially with the Scarlett Johansson stuff, which we'll talk about later. But honestly, I, what do you think of it, bro? Um, I think that it's, 
I think that if it doesn't drop, I think this, this could be a kind of different rollout, maybe possibly because this movie is just so different. I mean, this is like just a project kind of version of like, like what we're about to experience in No Way Home. So I think they could just be handling it differently. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. This is, I mean, we haven't had a single teaser yet. Um, hopefully I'm expecting one next month, but I mean, I've expected one like every month since like May. So I don't know. But um, I think that it's possible they could still kind of cram a rollout within like that four month window. I, mean, I know we got first trailer for Suicide Squad about four months ago and it's coming out like right now so i mean i think it's possible but at the same time it's i don't know it would be very odd but yeah i think you're right. i think they could just be waiting for more people to get vaccinated because you know sony they they want to make the most money possible off of this movie so i don't know I'm, i mean i could definitely see a delay though i think that's definitely a high possibility yeah honestly i wish that I, I mean, I'm not going to say I wish that Sony wasn't money hungry because it makes sense. This movie is probably very expensive. It's It could literally be a billion dollar movie. The Spider-Man Far From Home was a billion dollar movie. So this one very well could be if the world is back to normal, which I don't think it will be by February. But as much as it gets, I, I mean, I'll take whatever we can get when it comes to vaccination numbers and stuff. Because honestly, at this point, I feel like if you're not vaccinated, you're really not planning on getting vaccinated. Sony's not really... Sony's just waiting for the wrong people is what I'm trying to say. I, I, don't, I don't think much is going to change until February. Unless people truly, like movie fans, I guess, alone realize that we're not getting good big movies until you guys get vaccinated. But it is what it is. Another thing that I quickly wanted to mention about Spider-Man No Way Home was the Netflix Marvel integration. Because we finally have the release date for the Hawkeye series, which is November 24th. I think that, or well, well episode five of Hawkeye comes out the week after the No Way Home or the No Way Home release date as of now, unless they delay it. But No Way Home comes out the the 17th, and then literally that week after is episode five of Spider-Man No Way or of Hawkeye, and Kingpin is rumored to be in Hawkeye episode five. Daredevil is rumored to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. Brilliant. What do you think this means for Netflix Marvel integration as a whole? Um, and yeah, I think this is very good news. I mean, Daredevil, of course, is probably the most popular Netflix Marvel show. It was the first one, Pioneer, and I'm just excited because I mean, Kingpin, great villain. Of course, Charlie Cox's Daredevil is amazing. Um, and I just think that they could tie it in somehow, especially with the way that these dates are lined up. I think that they could definitely tie it in somehow, especially we know Echo is going to be in Hawkeye as well. She has, in the comic, at least she has ties to Kingpin. So I think that they could definitely just kind of smoothly all tie everything together and we can finally get these Netflix characters. Now going forward, I don't really know how they would integrate the other characters, such as Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Punisher, Iron Fist. Well, we do Iron Fist and Shang-Chi. No, that's and wait, 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 Jessica Jones and She-Hulk? Oh yeah, stress, just stress. Punisher well, and Armor Wars, maybe question mark on that. Maybe yeah. I don't know how you would fit into that, but well, bro's I mean, an assassin with millions of guns, my guy. Armor Wars. Is... I mean, he's not really like an assassin. Though. He's kind of like doing his own thing. He's like a Batman. He's like he's like people don't hire him to do stuff, but I mean, he kinda, like, does true. stuff on his own. But I mean, I could see that. I guess. Um, I was, Luke Cage is the odd one for me. I don't yeah. know what he would fit in. A, maybe really Shiok as well, honestly, because. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, him and Jessica Jones are kind of like love interest and then like him and Iron Fist also. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean, they're all in New York. So it's like, I think they can do it kind of multiple different ways. But um, I think this is a good sign. I mean, I'm excited. I'm still curious if we're going to see a full just straight up integration or this could be like kind of a soft reboot of these characters and stuff like that. That's the one thing I'm kind of still curious about. But um, I, I'm really excited. I think they're going to pick and choose, honestly. Um with like the way the way they integrated because of the I mean I don't even think it's going to be a multiverse thing I think that's way too complicated for just introducing four characters or three or two however many they want to introduce 
they can really introduce because they can just be like, oh, Jessica Jones isn't canon. That's they can just say that and it's not canon. Like we can all be like, oh, well, where's she in New York when Daredevil interacted with her and now he's interacting with Spider-Man? It's like, it's not canon, so it's not canon. Like Marvel can literally decide for us. Um, but yeah, that's basically it for Spider-Man No Way Home news and stuff going on. Get vaccinated if you're not already vaccinated, please, so we can go watch Spider-Man No Way Home. But now we're going to move on to talk about Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. So guys... I don't think we were expecting this specifically, like from Scarlett Johansson, but I think we were definitely expecting something to go wrong with um, with dual releases because there hasn't been a massive, there hasn't been any massive news about it. Like Dennis Villeneuve or De- Denis Villeneuve has been mad about it about Dune. Christopher Nolan has repeatedly slammed Warner Brothers for it when they first announced the HBO Max thing. But yeah, so you guys can see from this variety article, Scarlett Johansson sues Disney for breach of contract over Black Widow release. Riley and I had a massive debate over this yesterday over the text. And so I'm going to give you guys the unbiased details and then Bradley and I will go into why we agreed with our respective sides. So basically what happened was she filed a lawsuit, right? Because of bad ticket sales, I guess that's what her team is claiming. They said depressed ticket sales for the Avengers spinoff. Um, they said they intentionally induced Marvel's breach of agreement. So they basically broke the agreement on purpose. Um, and they said without justification, this is probably the biggest thing that stands out to me in their uh, in their argument is that they just said without justification. Um, let's see what else is on this one. So, okay, this is where uh, this is where it gets a little bit iffy for me uh, on Disney side, because I am defending, I'm, I'm on Disney side with this. They Their stock did rise a lot after um, Disney Plus releases and stuff like that. So they're saying they success, or Scarlett Johansson's team is saying they successfully pulled millions of fans away from theaters and towards the Disney Plus streaming service. I think they're completely right on this, but we'll get on. Well, I mean, I think that... Uh, Scarlett Johansson's team is 100% correct with this, but we'll get into that after. Um, so I think that, so the rest of this article is just going on to say that the entire, like the entire thing of dual release just isn't worth it. Like for everyone involved, directors, actors, and it only benefits the companies is what they're going on to say. Um, and then finally, they just say that they're releasing films like Blackwater directly to Disney plus to increase subscribers. And then they get more stock, but Disney did respond, which I was really, really surprised about because I was not expecting yeah. them to respond this early. <laughs> like I wasn't expecting this, but they did clap back and they did say that um, uh, they showed no regard. They showed disregard for the horrific and prolonged global events of the COVID-19 pandemic um, and that it cost her millions of dollars in back-end compensation and their bonuses um, that she didn't get from theater-only releases like box office stuff. Um, and then Disney also said there's no merit to this filing. So there's no reason that they should be filing this lawsuit. Um, and I think specifically the reason they're saying this is just because technically Disney on, on a technical level, money-wise, Bradley and I have both agreed on this. Disney made the smart move of releasing it in dual release. They would not have made nearly as much mm-hmm. money in just theaters. So it is a valid reason company-wise the Disney releasing on Disney Plus obviously that makes them look bad as a company because they have to do a release um, and they make their their stock goes up from that. But other than that, I don't really see a, a massive benefit. But brilliant. Let me know your side of this whole thing. Let me know why you think that Scarlett Johansson and her team are more in the right or like what like just 
you don't have to be leaning 100% towards one side. Yeah. I'm not like that either. Because I think both sides are in the wrong here. I just think Disney is a little bit more right. Let me know your thoughts on it. Yeah, so when I, I just heard about the situation. I was just like, it didn't, like, it didn't make much sense to me at first because it was, I was just thinking like, Scarlett Johansson's team, I think it's kind of right now in the situation kind of like he said, she said, both sides kind of saying their own personal sides. So that's kind of where it's hard without like 100% concrete facts. But according to what Johansson's team is saying, from my understanding, they're saying that they tried to initially renegotiate the contract and Disney did not reach out to them. And Disney's saying that, you know, a deal was struck at some point. They're paying her money from Disney Plus on top of 20 million she's already made. So I think right now it's kind of, it's very hard to judge, but I would say it is like something did, I feel like for a situation to get like this, I mean, I, something that had to happen behind the scenes, whereas more so I think Disney had to be kind of, do something wrong to some extent for it to go this far and for this fine to be occurring just now. I feel like there has to be some discussion from the behind the scenes and a deal was not struck, I guess, or something for make, to make Scar Transit file this lawsuit. Um, I just think she doesn't have money, bro. I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that could be the case as well. She just could just be like, I'm not making as much as I want, so I'm going to just see what I can get. Because most likely people are saying this will just settle in court. She's going to make money anyways. So, I mean, this could be that situation as well. She just like, let me just get my money this way because I can't get it like the legal way, I guess, or like through contracts. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think this is just very interesting. This is kind of the first case we've had of, at least what I think of a Marvel star kind of really going straight forward right at um, Disney. So I think that this is just very, very interesting. I'm interested to see how they're going to handle this going forward. I know Warner Bros. People actually kind of commended them because they kind of paralleled this situation to how they handled movies such as one on 84, things like that. Apparently, one of us actually did like renegotiate those contracts with those actors and really sat them down and kind of worked everything out prior to once they made the decision to do a release, even though that at the time was still controversial. And like you said earlier, Nolan, things like that were kind of still against those ideas. They did feel like they were pretty transparent with their employees about how they're going to handle it. And it does seem like from what Johansson was saying that Disney did kind of lack that transparency when uh, they made their decisions to do the dual release. I think for Disney, it was a little bit more difficult because they kind of needed to test the waters. And I don't think they wanted to directly tell Scarlett Johansson like, oh, we're using your movie as a test for all the other movies that we like more than yours because yours isn't important to the storyline anymore. I think that's kind of what they like. In reality, if they were being 100% transparent, I think that's what they would have said, bro. Because like, like, think about it. Like they're going to... Say they kept delaying Black Widow, right? You brought this up yesterday. They could have that movie didn't have to release, you know? Yeah. Say they kept delaying it. Do you think Disney would have really wanted to lose out on that first Asian lead movie? Do you think they would have wanted to lose out on that Spider-Man No Way Home movie money? That first LGBTQ cast movie for with Eternals, that first multiverse movie that changes the MCU forever with multiverse of madness. The next installment in a movie that literally saved a character's franchise with Thor Love and Thunder, Black Widow was the only test. And I think I think from a business side, 100% strictly business, because you know that's how I'm going to look at this when we're talking company versus employee. From a 100% billion dollar company side, I'm taking Disney's side because there's no other option in my mind. I... I'm going to be honest, bro. Scarlett Johansson, never come back to the MCU if you don't want to, because I never cared about your story. I apologize if that offends anyone, but her story is not, is not important anymore. The only important part of that movie that really made like, also the Yelena thing was pretty important for them to get the movie out before Hawkeye. That's pretty important. Um, Cause you can't just toss that in like Shang-Chi or something, but 
I just, I, I don't see what, what she's complaining about. She got her compensation, right? She got her, her $20 million was compensation, if I'm not mistaken, like on top of the already made money, right? Let me double check that. Well, I mean, from our understanding, saying that she made 20, it says she's getting a digital compensation on top of 20 million she's made to date. Something that 20 million she's made is how much she's made so far. On compensation? compensation. No, just like in general, like how much. No, no, no. So, no. Okay. So this says her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the 20 million she has received to date. I think they're saying compensation received in the same sentence. They're saying it the same way. So I think she already received 20 million dollars compensation. I think that's what they're saying. Because honestly, bro, I don't see Disney not giving her compensation because of like the the Warner Brothers thing. I feel like they had to. Like, it should get some money from Disney, but. So I think yeah. she got twenty million plus additional compensation, and what the, what her team does? Her team said that she was going to make fifty million dollars in the box office, like just from box office percentage, bro. The movie would have made fifty million dollars, not made fifty million dollars, but it made seventy million opening weekend, right? Just from theaters alone, right? And Bradley and I both agree on this point, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't think there's much to argue here, but I'm just telling you guys. They made 70 million opening weekend, if I'm not mistaken, from just theater, from just the theater. Say they did only theater leases. Let's bump that up to 100 million, right? Just be a generous 100 million, right? And then let's say the next week, since it was on Disney Plus, instead of a 77% drop off in the box office, we had maybe a 45 to 50%, right? That's also being very generous because 77% is unheard of. That's like even Space Jam and Space Jam dual release and it still wasn't that low. It's it dual released on a platform where you pay $15 a month and you don't have to pay extra to watch it. And it didn't drop 77%. So that just tells you how much this movie would have flopped anyway. I'm going to be honest. I'm not trying to be a hater, but this movie would have flopped anyway. Shoot, there's no way in that she was going to make $50 million. $20 million plus Disney plus premiere access compensation. That is enough. That is, she's not, you're not making near $50 million, Scarlet Transit. I'm sorry. If you're, if this somehow gets to your ears, I'm, you're not making 50 million, no matter what. I mean, like I said, I think I said yesterday. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I think this could be a way that thing, they're both true in a way, because I feel like in a certain way, you could just not have renegotiated the contract and just kind of just gave her money to an extent. But in that situation, Disney would be in the one control of how much money she would get since like nothing's on paper. So I feel like in a way they could not renegotiate it and still gave her money from Disney Plus, but they would just be in control of how much money they gave her since like there wasn't a contract in place for that. Exactly. So I feel like there has to have been renegotiation to an extent. Like they like it could have just been one phone call and say, okay, we're giving you 20% of Premier Access money. Like that's all they could have said, right? It didn't have to be on paper. Maybe that's what they mean. Maybe they're like, it wasn't an official contract, kind of like the Disney technicality when technically they didn't breach the contract. So technically Disney did not breach the contract because it did say theatrical release. They did do it. Or apparently on all Hollywood contracts, it's like a widespread theatrical release. I think those are the exact, that's the exact wording. Mm. They did do that. They also put it on premier access, but they did do that. Like they literally did it. Um, They did do a widespread theatrical release. We saw it in theaters. Brilliant. I saw it in theaters but they did also release it on Disney Plus. So that I think that one's more of a technicality because on a technical level, they did they did follow Yeah, I mean, I think Disney knew kind of what they were doing. I mean, they definitely like kind of finessed the situation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, That's I mean, kind of I'm just like the dual releases, like right now, it's it's definitely a weird time. Um, personally, I'm not, I mean, I'm not too big on dual releases. I mean, I feel like it's good for those people. I mean, I, I, at least early on in the pandemic before like 
the vaccine so like that i think it was like very good because like for the consumer in the aspect um even though even though i think 30 dollars is a lot it's a lot of money on disney plus but for a movie but um i think that it, it kind of worked uh, it served its purpose but hopefully we can move past it soon we can get back to exclusive theater releases for most movies moving on the final segment of this podcast, we're going to do a bit of a get to know us Q&A. We haven't, we haven't done like an audio podcast for those of you who only listen to us on audio. You guys might not know us as well. Also on YouTube, you guys might not know really nice specific favorites and stuff like that. So we're going to start off with, um, we'll get, we'll get through these fairly quickly. We're not going to spend too much time, but really, what is your favorite action movie? Man, favorite action movie. Oh, this is, this is tough. I would say probably, Ooh. Man, I'm trying to think of someone that's like I strictly like, like the action because there's a lot of movies that I, I, I like that has like they have action, but like a movie I like, I like specifically for the action, it's tough. I said probably either John Wick or Mad Max Fury Road, probably in terms of action. Okay. I'm going, I'm gonna go Mad Max Fury Road at number one and Mission Impossible Fallout at number two. Fallout, oh, dude, yeah. oh, that's uh, I, I think I'm going with Mad Max, probably. Yeah, Max I think Mad Max Fury Road is the first, like, I don't think there's any debate about that. So, Marvel or DC? Who has the better future in, in your opinion? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I think Marvel's okay. We're, we're I think we'll specifically talk movies first, and then we can talk TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Movies, I think Marvel better is better by far. I think that DC has some absolutely legendary movies in my book. Personally, I think the Joker is one of the best superhero movies made, but I know Brilliant doesn't agree with me on that. But I think that Joker is one of the best superhero movies ever made. I think The Dark Knight is arguably the best superhero movie ever made. I just think Marvel is more consistent. That's why I put them on top. Um, I not just cinematic universe, like because like I I see a lot of people they're like, oh, it has a better Marvel has a better cinematic universe, so it's better. Like, no, DC's and movies outside of their cinematic universe are absolutely insane. Like, and it's not even like the suicide, like the new Suicide Squad movie. I, it, it's not like if this movie is a one hundred percent ten out of ten. It's still not going to make DC better than Marvel because mm. of one individual movie. Because, like, like individual movies, DC is better by far. I'm going to be honest. Like, indiv- like the Dark Knight compared to every single Marvel movie. Like, the only movie that comes close to me is Logan, The Winter Soldier, and Infinity War. Those are the three movies that you could potentially debate The Dark Knight with. I mean, I agree that right now, yeah, Marvel definitely still has the upper hand. It's like, as you said, there's more consistent as now. DC is still kind of trying to find their footing, but they are going in, I think, a better direction. I think they kind of, I think, honestly, they kind of are shifting away from trying to be kind of a direct competitor to Marvel. Right? I mean, obviously, they're still going to be a competitor because they're both in this comic book movie um, lane. But I think they are kind of trying to shift and kind of find their own kind of style and things like that. Their films are kind of starting to kind of grow into their own, like, different, like, aesthetics and kind of vibes and things like that. I think that they're definitely going to go, they're trying to kind of move themselves a little bit, not trying to be a, a one-to-one, like we're trying to do the exact same thing that Marvel is doing, even though yeah. they are kind of both doing a multiverse at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think they have so many similarities um, when it comes to their story right now, but I think it's because DC rushed it a little too fast. Uh, they kind of yeah, that's... Boat with the multiverse. Moving on to like the shows, I think <sighs> this one's difficult. Um, not really. I think Marvel has better shows. I'm sorry, but the CW shows all suck booty cheeks. The first two seasons of The Flash are are good, really good. Uh, I don't actually. They're not even that good. It's just the rest of the show is so garbage that the first two seasons look good. Superman and Lois is an absolute banger. That's the only one I'll say is a banger. Arrow, 
seasons i i've never consistently watched the era like i would like binge it like, yes, I would, like binge it at times it was fun but i just don't think i was really into it dc legends tomorrow sucks booty cheeks black like black lightning sucks booty cheeks everything that the cw has done yeah. has basically ruined this dc other than like two seasons of the flash a little bit of the arrow and superman lois superman lois is an absolute banger when i say dc dc shows suck superman lois is not included in that we're just gonna pretend like that's not there um and then what else we have the smallville stuff i've never really watched that like the old cw shows um titans apparently season one was dog water season two is all right season three is looking good apparently but bro looks red interesting Hood's man masks, i had to hop bro, on red that masks look so bad bro okay it's where it looks decent to me in some shots the other shots it looks bad like it just depends like where the camera's at so, yeah yeah it's weird. really iffy other than that i can't really think of any dc shows that stand out to me that like a lot of people talk about uh marvel side honestly not even just including um like disney plus shows i think loki is better than almost every single cw show um i think daredevil solos the entire cw verse <laughs> that's not that big of an accomplishment <laughs> but i'm on season three episode one of daredevil this dude season two is the worst season of daredevil well i'm sorry season three but like from season one and two season two is is like not as good as season one but it's still like a hundred times better than any of the cw shows it's just oh, insane to say like nice worst, yeah and, and even like people that talk about it online like the worst season of a three season show is better than like 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 12 plus seasons of another whole universe of tv shows so personally i think marvel solos dc when it comes to shows what do you think bro um, I think, yeah, as of right now, I would say yeah, Marvel defense up in terms of shows, but I would say in terms of future, I think DC could potentially, like, take over. I mean, no! we're about to get, Wait, who, yes, who, think, about, think about it, think about it, think about it. We're getting Gotham PD, right? Okay. We're getting the Green Lantern show with the HBO budget, HBO Max. I think they have some other stuff, but those, even those two alone are insane. Yeah, Super, and Superman, like, the, the limited series with Michael B. Jordan and stuff, like, I think that eventually, like, they, I mean, that, that's some insane projects. All right, those three alone are, like, I don't know, those could be insane. Like, just a Bro, complete, like, is, sci-fi Green Lantern show. Yeah, like, Gotham, is, like, detective like show. Like, that's, like, only three, though. I mean, honestly, I anticipate only, okay, only really upcoming Disney Plus show, I would say, like, I'm, like, really, 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 really hyped for it would be, like, Moon Knight. I mean, I'm still, I'm excited for Hawkeye, She-Hulk, stuff like that. But like I'll say, only right now I'm really, really, like, really, really excited for it. Bro. Whereas like those, like, bro, we don't even know anything. You're just excited, bro. You're just excited because of the name Green Lantern. That's it. That's all you're. I mean, excited yeah, for, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> all I hear is Green Lantern HBO. Bro, that's all. <laughs> we don't even know anything about it. Like, like, okay, I understand the Gotham PD thing. I actually understand that one because I'm excited. I'm very, very, very excited for that. But honestly, bro, I'm gonna be honest. If it wasn't connected to the Pattinson universe, I wouldn't give two craps about it. Like, let's be honest here. I think it'll be cool. Like, I got them to detect. I'm only excited because I'm only excited because we'll be getting more content from that Batverse. That's the only reason. I'm yeah, that's, that's true. But I mean, I think that's valid though. Like, I mean, there's no really other reason to be excited for a Gotham PD show. Like, I think that's at least for me. But yeah, I, I don't know about I mean, the, Green Lantern, the movie. Though. Like, I'm hyped for them. Like, I'm I'm excited. Like, yeah. But we get to see Green Lantern on screen, Superman in a limited series, like. And just seeing what they did with Superman and Lois, what they can do with the full HBO Max budget, bro, that's going to be absolutely insane. But quite, the thing is, but there's a massive but. 
we have no idea what these projects are. We don't know what they're gonna like be about. Like we don't know any stories. We don't know any like castings. We don't know the direct. We don't well, know yeah. the director. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. I'm just saying the potential. Like I mean, we're talking about yeah. future, so like I think yeah. the potential is there still. Most anticipated movie of 2022. You go first. I know your answer. I know my answer. Let's okay. Let's go top three because there's a lot of movies going on. So we'll go yeah. top three. You go first. Um, top three, the Batman. Um, of course, we have Nope from Jordan Peele. It's probably top three. Huh? Oh, um, over, uh, wait, at number two? Yeah, probably. I'm talking huh? about like, movies overall. Movies what overall. Yeah, bro. Multiverse of Madness? Yes, bro. That might be like number three. But I, I, I got to look at what else to drop in next year. But I think that that's probably my, my top three. It'll probably be those three. Yo, what the heck? Wait, no Flash, Wait, no Black Adam? Too good. We have Avatar 2. Spider-Man is next year. Yeah, and Sp- oh my, you know. yeah oh. I'm sorry about touching this, bro. Into Spider-Verse 2, oh, that is number shoot. three. Oh, my God. Dude, that's okay, bad. Okay. Yeah, no. No. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go number one, the Batman. Obviously, you guys know my videos on the channel, bro. I've been making so many, but I think number two, I'm gonna go have to go into this. Um, dude. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna go Multiverse of Madness, bro. I've been so happy for Multiverse of Madness. I made so many videos on it. I, I'm in love with Doctor Strange's character. People hate on Cap on, on Doctor Strange's character. I think he's one of the best characters in the MCU. Y'all will see after Multiverse of Madness. And then in third place will be Spider Man Into the Spider Verse Two, bro. Okay, I'm excited for these other movies, but like, ah, I think superhero movies are just what appeal to me more. But like, if we're going like, if we're going non superhero movies, I'll definitely go. Yeah, okay, let's do a non-superhero movie list too. All right, non-superhero movie list? Okay, wait, wait, so, so wait, okay. wait, what's your what's your full what's your only superhero movie list? Okay, so my superhero movie list is being the Batman, more multiverse madness than into Spider-Verse. I mean, not really in that order, probably switch into Spider-Verse and Multiverse Madness. Yeah, okay, so, that's basically my list. Into Spider-Verse. Okay. Yeah. So nope from Jordan Peele would be on there. Um I don't know. I, I'm hyped for John Wick 4. I don't know, three like kind of left me like a little a little disappointed. I mean, I thought it was still good, but Ah, uh, man, it's just tough. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say um, is that is that uh is that Scorsese coming out next year? The one with Leo and stuff. I don't think I don't. That's know. probably what's I, I forgot what it's called, but it's the one where he's like with like the Native Americans stuff like that. I forgot. I would just wait. Let me oh. look it up. Scorsese. But um. The Mission Impossible 7 next year, too. Oh yeah, that's God. I was just looking at that. What the heck? Yeah, that might be top three. Nope. Yeah. John Wick 4 and probably maybe Mission Impossible 7. Probably. All right. That's probably I'm my top go, three. I can think go of. Nope. Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew you were forgetting about that one. And then I'll probably go um, uh, Mission Impossible 7. Yeah. Mission's going to be crazy for action movies, bro. What the heck? It's yeah. insane. And if, yeah. that, okay, well, if, that's that Pitt, movie, if that Leo movie is dropping with Scorsese next year, I'm gonna put that uh instead of Mission Impossible Seven. Yeah, same. I just don't know if it's dropping. I mean, I, I, yeah. I think it probably is though. I mean, they've been talking about for like, like what since like 2019. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last two questions both revolve around movies in 2021. What's your favorite 2021 movie release? So like your favorite movie that you've seen that, seen this year that came out this year. It came out this year. You haven't seen many that um, came out this year, have you? No, I haven't. Not too far. Uh, not too many. Um, 
Honestly, probably Batman Long Halloween Part One. I still haven't seen Part One. Oh my god, I was about to say, bro. I thought you watched Part Two and said Part One. Oh my god. So there's also I got to catch a point that's like been highly acclaimed. So, but so far I probably have to my number one. Of course, I've seen old this year. What's your top three? What's your top yeah. three? Yeah, I think I've only seen like three movies this year. Yeah, hold on. Okay. No, you saw like God. You saw all the dual release movies too, bro. That was this year, like Godzilla versus Kong. All of that was. this Oh my year. gosh! And Snyder Cut was this year. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like, can you like say some off for me real quick? Um, yeah, let me go on my letter yeah, like, really quick. <laughs> Immortal Kombat, Godzilla vs. Kong, Cherry, Cruella, F9, Nakamura, Marie, all the Fear Street movies, The Tomorrow. Nakamura Marie was this year? Oh my God. Yeah. Luca, Army of the Dead, Raya, Snyder Cut, Long Halloween movies. Okay, I think my top. Okay, I think my top three probably be Long Halloween Part 2, Luca, and. Ah. What else have I seen this year? Yeah, that's probably my top three. Yeah, that's what I know. That's probably my top three. Yeah, all right. I'm you know, go, like, Macquarie has kind of grown, grown off me a little bit. But yeah. So I'm going to go at number three. I'm going to go uh, The Green Knight with a 9 out of 10. Um, oh, number it. two, A Quiet Place. These are all movies Bradley hasn't seen. I feel so bad, bro. <laughs> and then number two would be A Quiet Place Part 2 with 9 out of 10 as well. Um, and then at number one would be Pig, 9.5 out of 10. Uh, I think all of these movies are f- pretty phenomenal. Honestly, Pig might go down to a nine out of ten just because I, because I feel like I want to rate my, I I rate my top three all the same mostly every year just so that I can like interchange them because like the top three usually for me is like I always feel the exact same about all three movies. It's just like the rating has to differ in some way to like put one another above the other. Um, but yeah, those are my top three: Pig, Quiet Place Part Two, The Green Knight. Um, and finally, the final question. What's your favorite movie that you've seen this year? It doesn't have to come out this year. What's your favorite movie oh. that you've seen overall? Oh, by far, Parasite. I finally got around to watching yes. this year. Yeah. Parasite. Yeah, it lived, it lived to all the hype. That movie's amazing. So, yeah, Parasite's definitely my number yeah, one. I'm going to go Parasite as well. But honorable mention, I am going to go Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I think that was, I think that's one I'll never forget, bro. Like, I'm so, if you guys haven't already checked out my reaction, it is on the channel. But yeah, guys, that is it for episode one of, uh, of Third Thoughts. Brelly, what are your overall, anything else you have to say? That's about it. Happy to be back. Happy talking about this on a podcast again, talking about movies, pop culture, all that stuff. So I'm excited. We'll be keep this going for a while and, uh, no, just go along for the ride with you guys yeah so thank you guys again for listening or watching if you are listening again make sure to check out the video version on my youtube channel rmp check out all of Brantley's social medias in the description down below thank you guys so much for watching we'll see you in episode two of third thoughts thank you guys so much for watching i'll see you next time peace